You ever feel lost, uninspired, alone, or defeated? Well, I'm inviting you to some fellow dreamers for some insight. I believe dreams matter, and you have one, or two, or ten, I don't know. To tackle challenges with love instead of fear is the first step. So let's experience this together as we dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Go with the flow. Hey everybody, my guest has dabbled into all sorts of areas in life. She is an entrepreneur, traveling fashionista, a model, and an actor. That's right, she's acted in a couple short films of mine years ago. Search for them on Vimeo if you want. I don't care. We're taking a slightly different turn with this guest because it's currently one of my personal curious topics, social media, and the surprising and unsurprising ordeals a person deals with based on image. Main point, there's more than meets the eye. This is Angie Chavez. Hey, Angie. Hi. How did we first meet? Wow, how did we first meet? We met... <laughs> we go way back. A long time ago. What? I think I was like 16. I don't know. What? No. No, I was like 17? Something crazy. No, that means I was in my early 20s. Yeah, no. Why would I do that? Why would you do what? Meet up with... This is not Model cool. Mayhem. Was it? It was Model Mayhem. Oh, so even back then I was kind of dabbling in photography. Yes. Okay. Is that not how we met? I'm pretty sure that's how we met. Yeah, now the memories are flashing through. Yes, because I remember as well um, your friend Frank. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good memory. Yeah. Um, He's now a food photographer. I see his food and restaurant photos. Oh, you do? Yeah, all the time. On, um, is it Eater, I think? Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. Eater. Yeah, he's on Eater a lot. Okay. Yeah, he's doing well, I think. I actually interviewed I him. I eat that food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I was doing a short film back in, I don't know, 2011 or something or 2010. And then I asked you to come and be an extra. Yes. That's and correct. you actually came. Yes. And that was super appreciative of you. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of kept in touch after that, right? Yes, that's now, correct. You were pursuing modeling uh, for a while. Yeah, I was. Nothing serious. More so just like trying my hand and dabbling and modeling and getting photos taken, basically. And this was before the whole Instagram model phenomenon, by the way. How did that go? I mean... It's fine. It's always nice to have photos for personal archives or what whatnot. But yeah, nothing crazy ever happened. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm always curious about because um, models can get a bad rep right away, right? Because people are kind of quick to judge. Um, not as well, that would I, I guess I never had a problem with that. It was more so I stopped caring about the whole modeling thing after the whole Paul Marciano and Guess scenario. I, I don't think I'm aware of that. What happened? Uh, so I got approached by Mohammed Hadid at Il Pistayo when I was there with my boyfriend. And so we were, uh, Mohammed Hadid is Gigi and Bella Hadid's father. So we were sitting at a table right next to him and he Started talking to us, making conversation. First, start off a small talk, and then he said something along the lines of, "I've my best friend Paul Marciano is the owner of Guess, and um, he's like, I think he would be perfect. I think he would be a great guest model. So this, I think this was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. So 
I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's keep in touch. So we exchange numbers. He ends up forwarding me um, Paul Marciano's number. I get in touch with Paul, and we set up a meeting at guest headquarters in downtown. So it was all, it was all pretty legit. You know, he's like, oh, send me a few photos, and it was at his um, Paul at Mar- or guests or whatever his guest email was. Did you go alone? No, I went with my boyfriend. He drove okay, me there to guest headquarters. He stayed in the car good. and, like, stayed in the parking lot area. I, however, went into the meeting alone. Um, I took this meeting alone with Paul. He started showing me all these magazines and um, all these different, like, editorial photos of, like, Anna Nicole Smith and a lot of the guest stars he had basically made into celebrities. And then kind of out of nowhere, he, like, told me, you know, he started, like, he turned the tables on me. He's like, oh, I think you would be a great – you know, a great guest model. You're like Anna Nicole Smith, very voluptuous. And then he asked if my breasts were real, and then he groped me. So that's kind of where I was like, okay, definitely, this isn't this world is not for me. The whole modeling world is not for me. The whole, um, that whole scene is not my not my speed. <laughs> so yeah, heavy. Um. Uh. What the? <laughs> yeah. Uh. I I had no idea. And um, I didn't think really I, – I didn't I didn't report at the time. I didn't tell Alan. And then um, I think a few months later, Kate Upton came forward with these allegations oh, against yeah. Paul Marciano. And I told Alan, I said, that is 100% true because he did the same thing to me. And – And he killed him. And he killed him now. He didn't kill him. Paul Marciano is definitely alive and well. But he stepped down as a CEO um, – of guests because they're you know it was like a huge thing i'm sure he's the company is paying people out and whatnot um i don't know so that happened and then i told one of my really close guy friends and he told me that his ex uh who's a model basically same shit happened same thing like similar story like so i don't want to say that they're you know paul and mohammed are like a tag team but i definitely think that that's how like what they do and um you know there's a lot of young hungry girls who are trying to be models who you know are willing to put up with that in order to get a modeling contract or in order to get you know a career yeah you think those two guys were complicit and just kind of they kind of knew alan said a hundred percent like that's their game and yeah yeah, and I've heard of other girls who actually um, have come forward about Mohammed, and mm-hmm. he actually used to have an apartment here in this building at the end of the hall. And I, I've run into him a couple of times in the elevator. Oh. I've seen his car in the garage, and I'm just like, well, you know. I don't know if he still does have the apartment, but or if he, like, you know, sublets it or Airbnbs it. But, yeah, he definitely had an apartment in this building. Crazy. Uh Yeah. Well, that's a great opening story. That is an amazing story. Uh, how far did you get? Did you press charges? Uh-uh. Did you do anything? No, I didn't do anything. Why not? It wasn't that big of a deal, you know. It didn't. It's seem... a big deal. It's a big deal, but I was I I kind of thought like, okay, he's definitely probably does this to a lot of models who are like you know trying to make their career, and I just like honestly I stopped 
I, I still I didn't follow through at the end of our um, at the end of our meeting. He said he would set up test shoots with his guest photographers, and after that happened, I just didn't follow through. I was just like, I, I you know I can't do I'm not doing this, not doing it. Period. So I didn't I didn't press charges. I didn't you know tell the cops. I was just like you know what I just don't want any part of it. Period. Uh, and a lot of I don't maybe too much attention on yourself. Yeah, of course, no. and like negative unwanted attention. It's just like, I don't know, why do it? So, so at the time of the assault, I mean, did you, what did you do? Did you freeze? Did you run out? I was just like, what did you do? Like shocked. I froze. I like put my hands up. I was like, whoa. And then, you know, yeah. What did you say? I just said, whoa. I said, whoa. All right. Okay. What did he do? He just stopped and then, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh man went about went about his businesses and nothing happened unfazed like he does it all the time <laughs> that's what it kind of felt like the love of like, power okay. i guess yeah or the love of you know trying to make girls careers and being able to do whatever he wants to them i guess i suppose <laughs> well uh i'm sorry that happened um it's a learning experience it really is yeah, a quick learning experience. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, wow. Have you been harassed like that before? Um, nothing, nothing like that, no. I mean, I, you know, there was one time I went to Vegas when I was, um, I think, 21 for New Year's Eve with one of my friends. Mm. And it was just us girls. We were walking through the crowd, and then, like, somebody grabbed my ass under my skirt. But there were so many people you couldn't possibly see who did it. So, I mean, stuff like that, you know. And as a woman, you you expect, like, the cat calls and, like, all that nonsense. But, you know. Ugh. That type of thing. That's terrible. It is. It's awful. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Um, Angie, hold on. Record. Well, that's a hell of a story. Let's go back a little bit. Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Valencia, California. And where were you born? Valencia, California. What was it like living and growing up in Valencia? It's suburbia, so there's not really much out there other than Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, A lot of Mormons. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of Christian coalition people. My mom uh, raised me non-denominational Christian, um, so it's it's highly uh, a highly concentrated concentration, a high concentration of religious people or of Christian people or of you know just people with that mindset. But there's also a lot that goes on um, behind the scenes, as you know, like you can see it in the news. You know, like, there's like o- o- opioid crisis that's alive and well in Valencia as well as um, a lot of like drugs come in because, you know, the cartels come from, you know, come in from Mexico. They hit the suburbs through like these smaller dealers and then they target, you know, these communities where they can get kids hooked on oxys and then hooked on, um, you know, the black tar and hooked on, uh, you know, the fentanyl laced heroin. So, I mean, that's always been huge. You know, I, discovered it it you know I didn't I didn't do it but you know I discovered that it was an issue with a lot of the kids in my high school 
um, you know, suddenly had this best friend, Caitlin, and she all of a sudden out of nowhere disappeared like right after we graduated. Oh my God. And then, you know, she never told me where she was. Nobody ever knew, but rumor was that she got hooked on drugs and had to go to rehab and she was literally gone for three months. So, I mean, I guess it could be a rumor, could be also true. (laughs) How is she now? I don't know. I, I've never. I haven't talked to her since. Oh wow! Did you witness any like, uh, you know, drug fueled episodes like this while you're growing up? Then no, I, I. All my friends were basically clean as far as I knew. Yeah. Except you know that one rumor about my ex friend, and yeah, that's it. I you know didn't do drugs in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a couple of times, you know, where there were parties, people were drinking. Sure. And that's it. Okay. That's all I ever witnessed and saw. What kind of student were you in high school? Very good student. Uh, all AP classes, um, basically straight A's, the usual. The usual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nerdy. So you got into every single college after that? Not every single college. I didn't apply everywhere. I kind of was like, I don't want to say a slacker. I didn't know where what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go or what school, you know, what college and what school I wanted to get into. So I just applied to a few in California and that's it. I knew I wanted to stay in California because it's, you know, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere else has like crappy weather or weird people or just... I love weird people. I love weird people too, but... Not, not weird people time. in the South. Not weird people in the South. I, I could do without that. Okay. Were your parents <laughs> pretty strict on you or more like lenient? Pretty strict. Oh. I wasn't allowed to do everything that my brother was allowed to do. He was allowed to stay out later, uh, stay the night at his friends, you know, do everything that I wish I could have done. You didn't do any sleepovers? A couple, but my mom always got worried about me. She's super super like worrisome like mom <laughs> are you close with your parents yeah of course that's I great my parents i see them like once a week that's and almost too much it's it's a lot it's a lot they always text me especially after bernie man my mom was like oh, are you okay you know she was watching my dog so i got to see her when i came to pick up my dog yeah yeah she's an angel for she's she's sweet my mom's my mom's really sweet she's she loves my dog. She's like an angel for watching him whenever I travel or whatever um, I'm out and about. She's your role model? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's nurturing. She's what a mother should be. You know, I, I hear yeah. stories about people who have really, really shitty moms. My dad was one of them. My dad had a yeah. an awful mom who was abusive and who ran through guys like a train and yeah, I, I, I'm thankful that that wasn't my mom. <laughs> I guess she's a role model in that sort, you know. When I become a mother, that's what I, you know, I want to be as nurturing and as caring and as kind and sweet as my mom is. What about socially in high school? Socially? Yeah. Where did uh, you rank? I don't what know. kind of person were you? I didn't really. Are you a plastic? Are you a nerd? Are you an outsider? I didn't really pay so much attention to high school rankings because it's like it's high school, you know, life goes on after high school. It's only a big deal if you live and stay in Valencia that it's oh. that huge of a deal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you say really most matter. of your friends are still there? Um, 
I think a, a lot of them are actually. A lot of them wow. are in Santa Clarita Valley um, or like near Valencia or like New Hall or um, Castaic. Yeah, that general uh, area. Half of those things I've never heard of. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> Trust okay. me. Thank you. If you, make it, if you make it over there, then, you know, there's something wrong. <laughs> Where'd you go to college? I went to UC Davis. Actually, I went to San Diego State for a year, and I transferred to UC Davis. And so, what did oh. you study, major in? Political science. Is that your passion? No. <laughs> what made you choose that one? My dad. I didn't know what I wanted to do in college, so my dad kind of had influence in that sense. He was a mm -hmm. political science major at UCLA. Of course. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. So... I, I was like, hey, I'll just, you know, do the cop out. I'll do what my dad did. And he and was then, proud of you, even though he knows. Oh, he was so proud of me. <laughs> he was even more proud when I got my master's degree in public administration, which I don't use. <laughs> oh, wow. So he was he was thrilled. But then I discovered I don't want a nine to five. I, I don't I, I don't think I could handle a typical work week. And I'm not willing to be chained to a desk or, you know, work. I love being in, chained a to a desk. And a machine. Do, really? Doesn't everybody? Uh, no. Not to a desk. <laughs> Something else. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that wasn't that long ago, Angie. Um, so let's fast forward to like maybe a few years after college. Uh-huh. Um, what would you say like was your highlight of your life post-college? Ooh, okay. Um... I mean, you're still... You know, you're like a hundred years younger than me, so you're still experiencing the good life. Um, I think when I started to like, yeah, when I started to travel, actually, yeah. Where? Um, first place I went to. Hmm. So in college, I I studied abroad in Spain. I knew you know Ooh. Europe was a place that I really wanted to go to. So after college, I kind of um, yeah, I met a few people. Uh, a few friends traveled throughout Europe, you know, did the whole Ibiza, uh, with, you know, I, I was with this ex-boyfriend of mine. We went to Ibiza. We went to South of France. Mm -hmm. Um, we went all over. So, I mean, that, I'm thankful for that, like experiences like that, that I've had. Yeah. And, like traveling literally is like the highlight. You know, You're still new people doing that. I know. <laughs> I know. I still want to do that. I want to continue to do that. <laughs> So out of all the places you've been to, what's your favorite? Ooh, definitely Tokyo. Really? Mm -hmm. People Why is are that? so nice. People are so nice. It's clean. I'm Yeah. I love the cleanliness of it. I'm actually planning a trip to go there next year. You're gonna love it. Everything's everything's beautiful. Like the yeah. lights, the city, the I'll people. Get a seizure. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> seizure. It's probably it's brighter than Vegas. Is it? Is it really? I don't know. I'm asking you. I, Vegas is like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Everything's lit up in Vegas. I, I'd say, yeah, it's definitely prettier too. Okay. Definitely prettier skyline than Vegas. I thought you were going to say something like Greece or Italy or. Greece is great. However, um, I think the thing that ruined it for me, I, I, just, I was just in Mykonos for summer. Um, <laughs> they lost my baggage. They lost my uh, suitcase. Ugh. Because, okay. Which so, airline is this? Um. Let's say it right now. I forgot. Hold you on. forgot? I'm trying to think of what it was. Is it the it usual? was a partner. United? No, American? it was a partner with uh so it was on my flight from Greece going to Croatia. It was Croatian Air partnered with 
something, some other airline, whoever they partner with, um, they oh lost my, my luggage because their excuse was the whole entire computer system in the whole country for, you know, for flights and whatnot. It was down. Did you find the bag? They found it. Thank God. But they lost it. It was, it was inconvenient to have, to not have it for four days. So you have to buy all that shit again. Yeah. Yeah. It was just well, a hassle. the country? It's beautiful. It's yeah. it's very hilly. Um, I don't like gorgeous that. scenery. You don't like that. No, I don't like hills. <laughs> you don't like hilly. No. Well, I mean, you, you can drive a car, but the an, another thing that sucks is they have like these teeny like one lane little roads. Yeah. Where only one car can fit through. So if you have like a big like Mack truck, which they do in Greece, they have Mack trucks going down these tiny little roads. It like stops traffic in both directions. So you have yeah. to wait till you know that truck. You know, does what it needs to do. There's this one, uh, one incident where a big like tour bus was stuck. I don't know if it had a flat tire. I don't know if it was picking people up or what it was doing, but there it was causing two hours of traffic in Mykonos because of this one bus. I'm like, why do they even allow buses this big? You know, you could have just there's walked. just a lot. Like you could once you when you go there, you can tell. Okay, this is why they had to get bailed out by Germany. By the Germans. Uh, thank you, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Like, a lot of stuff like that. And, like, you can see, like, you know, when you're out to dinner or out to some of these beach clubs, a lot of the a lot of the waiters and waitresses feel like they, they're doing you a favor by waiting on you. Mm. If you ask them, hey, like, can I please have another bottle of water? Like, whatever. Like, they'll just, like, they're, they have this attitude about it. Like, so just like oh whatever, like <laughs> bad attitude. Yeah, like a bad attitude. It's 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 almost unpleasant. Okay, where's the worst place you've been to? Worst place. Ooh. Los Angeles. No, <laughs> definitely not. Worst place. I don't know. Did you have a bad experience at all? No. That's good. No, none. Other, I mean, aside from Greece. <laughs> Okay. I think Greece is beautiful. They just have to work on their infrastructure and their <laughs> crime. Their, their crime, their um friendliness. Let's say their friendliness. Okay. So, um as I, I think over the years getting to know you, like um you kind of dabbled in acting. You did we did like mm -hmm. a Chanel spec commercial yes, together. Uh-huh. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Um and uh and I think uh, I still remember we had a really good dinner. Um, just as friends, mm -hmm. everybody. Um, and it was shortly after that shoot, and I felt like then that moment I really got to know you. Mm -hmm. And um, you're really easy to talk to. You're almost like a dude. You're <laughs> very open, shockingly, um, and vulnerable here and there. Um, you you say what's on your mind. You share really um, helpful stories from your life. And all the assholes that broke your heart, blah, blah, blah. And you're actually very sweet and very kind. So my question is, um, have you ever been misunderstood from like colleagues, strangers, other peers, where it just really got on your nerves because they think they know you off the bat, but they don't? Oh, yeah, I totally understand. Um, I think I... A lot of the times when people meet me at first, 
you know, it takes a while for me to open up, you know, and to get on a first name basis with people and to kind of like actually like relate to somebody and like share my stories and share like, you know, the vulnerabilities. So a lot of people perceive that as, oh, you know, she is a B word, (laughs) you know, bitch, or, oh, she's a little standoffish or (laughs) that type of thing. So it's just like first impressions. Is it because you're attractive? I have no idea. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, you think people are intimidated by the way I look? I don't know. I, yeah. It shouldn't intimidate people. You know what? I'm looking it at you shouldn't. now. You're very, very scary. I'm so scary. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it shouldn't intimidate people, but I don't know. Like I could be like the nicest. Well, and also another thing that doesn't help is that I'm shy. I tend to be shy at first when I meet a new person. And until mm-hmm. I open up to them, then I'm like, okay, I'm like my bubbly self, like my, you know, I talk a lot more. Um, but when I f- first meet somebody, it's like, okay, you never know their vibe. You have to kind of feel it out. You don't know, okay, am I going to say the wrong thing? Are they, you know, are they, am I going to say something that hits a nerve with them? Am I going to say something that, you know, they might take personally, or maybe they don't understand my humor, or, you know, sometimes I like to be sarcastic. So, do you, you still know. feel that anxiety with um, new people? Not necessarily anxiety, just like, you know, you don't want to be misunderstood. Nobody does. So it's a little bit anxiety, but it's more so just like a filter. Yeah. Yeah. Like a filter and overall general like shyness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're meeting new people, um, like I think this skill gets better over the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you detect fake people? Ooh. I don't know. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I usually always do. So much so that, you know. Maybe like one round of benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Or like I make I make excuses for people. Let's just say that. So, oh, maybe they were having a bad day. Or, oh, you know, maybe something happened to them. You know, things like that. Because, I, I mean, you know, I, I know everybody has their bad days and things happen. Life happens. So... Yeah. I try to. I'm that way too. Instead of like getting pissed off right away, you always, everyone always asks the first question like, what's your problem? You know? Yep. Uh, what the fuck? But now it's kind of like I take a step back and be like, in my mind, I'm just asking, what happened to you? What made you this way? You know, mm-hmm. what triggered some kind of, some kind of, I don't know, what kind of scar that I open up? Yep. Yeah, I think understanding people is harder than just, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, your your Instagram. Yes. Um, it's like a, a diary of like all these different places you're going to and you're wearing all kinds of uh, amazing outfits and looks. So you're almost a... What would you call yourself? What's the one word? Are you a fashionista? Are you, what are you, Angie? I am, I'm not sure. I'm Angie. You're Angie. (laughs) That's who I am. That's, you know, I just post whatever I feel like at the time. But it's also, you know, it's also not contrived. It's also more like, uh, like I, I think about what I post first, you know, to kind of, portray what I want people to see you know like I don't post a lot like some you know some of the best moments in my life 
don't make it to social media. Good. Yeah. And I don't think everything should be on social media. I just think, you know, little snippets of this and that and how you want things to appear. Why not? Okay. Yeah, because, you know, social media is not reality. And I think a lot of people need to understand that today. But what we see is what we get when it comes to your uploads. Yeah, of course. I mean, I was actually in all of those places. Nothing has yeah. been, you know, doctored or photoshopped or like, yeah. you know, That's Photoshop Paris. Yeah. On someone's body. Yeah. Like Photoshop Paris in the background when I'm really in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. No, none of that. Um, I've actually been to those places, taken those photographs or you know, had those photographs taken of me and... Yeah, but, you know, say, for instance, if I wanted to post a photo from – I was just at Burning Man. I, I could post a photo from, from Burning Man, but it doesn't mean I'm actually there at that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I take a while to, you know, get out all the photos that I want to post. I still have photos on my vacation that I haven't posted. I still have photos, you know, deep in the archive that I can still post. It's just like, you know, do you keep it's track? a collection. Do you keep track of all the likes that you're getting or do you just kind of like leave it alone after you post it? No, I leave it alone. I really don't care. I just post it because I like I like my collection of photos that I have. <laughs> I like it. Cool. So it's more personally for you. I mean, you're not like dying yeah. for attention. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. I'm not trying to like, you know, get the most likes. I'm just trying to like post for myself and share. You know, I have friends who who love what I post. So I have friends who are like, oh, why did you post that? You know, stuff like that. But, why yeah. would they ask that? Um. Are they jealous? No. So there's like, you know, always with girls, you know, if there's a group shot, they, they're sure. like, oh, you have to, why did you post that? You have to like run oh. it by me first. My face is in there. I have to edit, you oh, know, yeah. or like girls, like the girl thing, the girl thing. I have to edit my face. I have to add lashes. Why did you post that? <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Those kinds of questions? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, so they're, girls. they're busy. Is that super common still to this day, that comparison game? Comparison? What do you mean? Um, they want, well, not they, but whoever wants their utmost image and they're insecure enough that they're comparing themselves with other people. Is that really comparison if you want your best self to be on social media? Well, when you're comparing yourself with other people, you kind of you're hungry for what they have and how they look. Do you ever come across that? No, not necessarily. Oh, actually, yeah, I have this ex friend. Hello, ex friend. Another ex friend. Another ex friend. No, so she, um, she was my friend. We were really close. Her, myself, and our other friend, who I shall name. Sarah. Sarah, exactly. So we had this tripod of friends, you know, um, Alexa, myself, and Sarah. And we would do everything together. You know, we'd like go out together. We'd go to dinners. We'd like, you know, just have girls' nights in. We did a lot together. And then right before Alexa moved to Spain with her boyfriend, like just a lot of stuff went down, you know, like – she gave me she gave me this purse right she to hold for her she's like oh hey i won't need this while i'm in barcelona you can um you can hold it for me i'm like okay no problem so i go to visit her the following summer i bring the purse obviously 
Where is this going? I know. It's bad. So I bring this purse, which is, by the way, hideous. I would never want this purse in my life. But it's worth how much? It was just Prada. It was like... <laughs> just Prada? 1400 But I would never I, I would never want this purse. I, you know, I even have text records of me saying, okay, I'm going to bring your bag. Right? So I bring her her bag. I don't know what happens. She somehow loses the bag or she... After you hand it to her. Yeah, after I gave it to her, I gave put it in her apartment. I don't know if she moved. She moved. Her and her boyfriend moved apartments, and they Airbnb'd their place out. So I don't know what happened. All I know is that it was out of my hands. And so when she's back in L.A., like a few months later, she – actually, no, this was like fairly recently, like six months ago. She's like, hey, can I get my purse back? Oh, I'm like, no. I gave it back to you. I have text messages proving it. She's like, no, I really want my purse back. She's so insistent. She started um, extorting me. She's like, well, you can have any bag you want, and you just need to give me mine back. Otherwise, um, what did she say? I have it on my phone. Uh, she's like, otherwise, I'm going to tell Alan this, this, and this. And she, like, started trying to, like, screenshot things to me from like from our personal conversation. And I'm like – I didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, you can tell Alan everything you want. I don't care. Screen, Send him all the screenshots. Do whatever you need to do, you know. And then she's like, uh, just, you have one week to give me my purse or else. Like, okay. Or else do, what? Do your thing. So She'll send Alan something? She would send him screenshots of her personal conversation. And yeah, me, like, is it really that Nothing dire? crazy. Like me, like, thinking so-and-so is hot or, like, asking about so-and-so. Like, just that's it. Like, just girls, like, typical girl talk. Asking, you know, talking about dudes and, like, whatever. It's nothing that I would not want to show him myself. Okay, what happened after a few days then? She gave you a week. Yeah, she gave me a week and nothing happened. She went back to Barcelona. Thank God. Bye. Bye, bitch. Where's where's the bag? (laughs) I don't know. I don't have it. You dropped it off in her apartment and that's that. Put it in her apartment. I have a record on my text saying, hey, I'm going to bring your bag. Did you take a photo of it in the apartment to send it to her? No. So someone stole the damn thing. Yeah, or she's lying. Because she... So, okay. Uh, Oh, here's the thing with her. Why would she lie about that? So, ever since Alan met her, he was like, she desperately wants to be you. Like, what do you mean? He's like, look at all her Instagram photos. (laughs) And then I would post a photo, and she would post one a few days later with the same exact pose. I love this story. Almost same exact background. I love this. And I'm this. like, wait, what? And I was just in Mykonos, like, right before her. And I was doing several, you know, several poses and, like, you know, outfits. And then literally, I kid you not, she was in Mykonos a few weeks later, uh, a few weeks after me. And she did the same exact pose. I'm like, wow, the resemblance is uncanny. The same outfit too? No, not same did outfit. Did it go that far? No, okay. not that far. That'd but be a you little can scary. Totally tell. And Alan's like, wow, I don't even know like what she's doing. Wow, good eye, Alan. He's the one who spotted it. He he's the one who kind of called it out, like when we are still friends. And I didn't want to believe it. You know, I, I said I give people the benefit of the doubt. So I was like, no, we're just you know we're friends. We are all just like. You know, girls, we're girls. It's, you know, he's like, no, there's some, there's something to her. She's like, like conniving. It's a contradictory Almost. thing too, because how can a person like her be your true friend if she's so busy being jealous? Exactly. She wasn't my true friend. And that, I think that's maybe one of the things like I have to work on, like finding out who my true friends are. Wow. Yeah. 
How do you do that? Do you have them fill out a sheet of paper? I mean, what That's do you do? difficult. <laughs> I think time tells. Time tells everything. And like, I think actions as well, you know, actions can definitely show you who a person really is. And if they're like, you know, willing, willing to um, help you out, they're willing to, you know, go above and beyond for you. Okay. Yeah. You know, you return the favor with your kindness and like do the same for them. Like that's what makes a true friend. What doesn't make a true friend is, you know, somebody who puts you in bad positions or somebody who is just like ungrateful. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who uses you, which did happen. You know, we were in Thailand and my, my boyfriend paid for her boyfriend's, um, uh, hotel room at Nikki beach. Yes. And Alan. Yeah. One night. And he also got us a table at Nikki beach and Alan said, Hey, like, can we all meet, uh, for brunch and for Nikki beach at, I think it was one o'clock PM. Right. So that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, you know, it's pretty, it's not too early. It's not too late. It's like a good time. You know, we're going to like do the day party and whatnot. And she shows up two hours late. Three. Yeah. Why? And Alan's like, that's so disrespectful. Oh, I would have left yeah. if I were you. No, but we already had our table booked and we were already having a good time without her. But it's just like a matter of respect. You know, it's like if somebody puts you up in a hotel and says, hey, like, I really just want to get the crew together. We're going to do a group dinner at this time. Okay, you make a point to, you know, show up for it. But no, this girl was out in town shopping. And I'm like, why? So you can buy some cheap Thailand bikinis? Like... Everything's cheap. Everything's cheap. Hey. <laughs> so she's, that's a classic example of someone not doing what they said. Yeah. Or somebody like just not, not being the epitome of a true friend. Not, yeah. Just not being intentional. Exactly. Stay true to your word kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Alan's so nice. Like he, you know, he, 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 he does like really nice things for people and it's you know sometimes it's it, it's great that he does that. I don't want that to stop. I sh- it just so you both makes got me look bad. Yeah, it makes me feel like an asshole that like somebody I had once trusted did that and like completely almost like shat on us. <laughs> uh, are you still friendly with her, or is that no. over? No, because of that. Because of just a, a culmination of everything, and you know when. When we were in Thailand, my friend Elle, she got there first. Um, and my friend Helen and I were on the way. Uh, I think we were a week behind Elle because, you know, we had we had different flights or something. We were all just going to meet in Thailand. So Elle was already there. And then Helen and I showed up. And, like, as we were coming to meet Alexa and her boyfriend in Great. Thailand as, like, a group, Elle's telling us oh hey i really want to leave and so she alexa did something to offend l apparently and what? there's just bad blood um so ella was traveling with her friend sarah and she alexa said some really really mean things to sarah i can see that like really mean things like she was like trying she was she didn't want the attention to be on anyone else but her and she also wanted she felt weird with a new girl in the group you know that she didn't know and she a threat yeah she i think i think you could say a threat yeah this is <laughs> so like she, mean girls part two it is yeah it's it's stupid it's catty and but she was like super mean to her so 
Al and Sarah were like, okay, we're going to leave. And then Helen and I were just showing up. We're like, what happened? And she explained everything. She's like, oh, by the way, like, you want to be careful because she was talking like mad shit about you guys before you showed up. And then literally the second they left, she started talking mad shit on them. And I was like, wow, that's an, a true eye opener because it's like, okay, a real friend would not talk bad like that behind somebody's back. You know, it's like, okay. And you've known her for how long at this point? Oh, I'd known her for like a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it was, just, it was an eye opening experience. You know, you see her true colors and I'm like, how her boyfriend is still with her, I don't know. Maybe he knows. He's probably just appeasing just to please. Or, yeah, maybe he knows she's crazy. Submissive or something. Yeah. Maybe he likes that. I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't want to lose her. Yeah. I mean, it could be all kinds of variables here. I'm just speculating, people. <laughs> I'm not making any conclusions. Wow. You're telling some really good stories. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stories. You're just losing friends one after another. It's sad. Can being attractive be a downside? I have no clue. I don't think so. Apparently, it can be with other girls more than guys, I guess. I guess, let's say this. If you have a boyfriend, it sucks being attractive because he thinks that every single guy who is your friend or who talks to you wants to sleep with you, which I don't think is true at all in the slightest. No. He says... Specifically, men and women cannot be friends. What? They cannot be just friends unless the guy's gay. I'm like, that is so, like, completely sexist, people. Completely. That's a wild insecurity I've never heard in a while. Yeah. It's insane. So, yeah. Half of my friends are women. Yeah. And I have a lot of male friends. I find it easier sometimes to talk to men. Yeah. Because I grew up. You know, I, I grew up with my, my brother and all his guy friends and all his guy friends since, you know, since I was little. I, I, it was easy to talk to them. It was easy to hang out with them. It was easy to, you know, befriend them. I didn't start making actual girlfriends till like, middle school. So it's, you know, it is what it is. But now I'm with somebody who says that men and women can't be just friends. So, I mean, that's hard. I guess it's hard because he thinks that because I'm attractive – that they want to sleep with me. So I guess if you, if you, when you ask me, is it hard being attract attractive? Like sometimes that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you're dealing with an insecure person. Yeah, um, I mean, you can fish. Yeah. You can sense them out right away, right? What insecure people? Yeah, you have that superpower, right? Kind of. Detective Angie. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I, I know the telltale signs. Definitely. What do we do about this? I don't know. Have to you ever continued? <laughs> always? Have you ever like resolved a a breakup with a friend? Have you ever reconnected? Or they're all just dead? Um, I would be open to resolving if she basically came to me. If Alexa came to me and said. Hey, look, I'm sorry for everything that has happened. And I'm sorry for treating you like that and basically trying to extort a purse out of you. I would 100% be open and receptive to that. Would I trust her the same? No. Um, For my former friend from high school, Caitlin, if she were to come to me and say, hey, like, this is exactly what happened. 
Um, this is why I left high school and, you know, didn't come, I didn't come back the same person. Like I, I would totally, totally be open to hearing that. I don't think they're dead to me. I just think that things change. The dynamics change and actions have a huge effect on the di dynamics of a relationship or friendship. So. What's the first thing you look for in a friendship? Is it trust? Ooh, I think trust. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, someone who's, like, dependable, someone who, like, likes the same things as you, someone who you can call or text and, like, at any time and who reciprocates. Sure. You know, you don't want to be the only one texting and, like, the only one calling. You will want that reciprocated as well. Yeah. So that. That stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we don't have to be at, like, 100% all the time, like, doing goofy things and, like, you know, um, partying or having fun all the time. No, because, like, I think – you know, you have to have, like, a balance. You have to be serious and have, like, serious conversations or, like, even be chill and have girls' nights and just watch movies, you know? It doesn't always have to be, like, okay, party friends. <laughs> There's more to life than that. There is? <laughs> I had no idea. Surprise. Okay. The more you know. So how about today? What are you pursuing? What is your life goal here, Angie? Ooh, life goal. What can you surprise people about yourself that they have no idea about just upon from looking at you. That is something I'm still trying to discover today. I don't know. I could see you as like a freelance stylist. I could do that. Yeah. Hey, you could create an app. A stylist app? Similar to like Beauty Squad, but like Style Squad. It's actually well, not a bad idea. Like a stylist. Well, they're not paying me to say oh, those yeah. apps. So yeah, maybe. Oh, sorry. I could see you. Right? Yeah. How would you go about it? Making an app? Um, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, so I guess... You know what? Let's let's, let's be, talk about this. You should do this. I should. What would you it should, be called? You should erase it from here. <laughs> should erase it from this radio show so that I can actually okay, make guys. this idea into reality. Let's take a sharp <laughs> turn and change the subject here. Um, let's talk about relationships. Yes. What is the secret to keeping a relationship together? Communication. Absolutely. I and? find that if communication is lacking, then a whole lot of areas in the relationship is lacking. You know, if you're yeah. if you're just sitting miserable at dinner, like with zero conversation, <laughs> it's it, there's a problem. That's there's a, a problem. Funny there. image in my head right now. You no, know, you can be in the most beautiful place on earth and. And you can still be at alone. At the most beautiful restaurant, yeah. And you can yeah. still feel alone. And if somebody, you know, if you don't have somebody you can, like, talk to or banter with or even, like, joke with, it's, you know, it's hard. It's really hard. And if, you know, a problem arises in the relationship, if somebody's not open or receptive to receiving that message, that definitely makes a world of problems for that relationship. Um, yeah, I, I definitely learned that um, Maybe two girlfriends. Like, that sounds bad. Two, <laughs> two people ago. Two relationships uh, ago. Yeah, two relationships ago. I learned that uh, you shouldn't assume. Yeah. Um, and I was just chicken shit to ask her, like, "Hey, I'm getting this vibe. Can you clarify?" I sh that's what I should have done. Yep. Instead of like, she's pissed. She doesn't want to talk about this. Um, she's probably doing this. She's probably thinking that. And then your head starts to get, you know, volcanic. 
Yeah, of course. And then, and then you don't know what the facts are. Yep. And then she'll pick it up right away because women have that superpower. Oh, yeah. Right? Of course. You guys are natural detectives. I love it. We totally are. And I hate it, too. We can always tell when something's... Something's off. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, guys like like me, we need that because we need to get checked on and we need to, like, be reminded that just ask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can't are, tell you how many times Alan's like, oh, I'm afraid to ask you because you're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm like, what? Can you see the future? You don't know what I'm going to do until you ask, yeah, bro. I feel until you I say feel. it. <laughs> like, Just say it. And then you indeed do get mad. <laughs> I get even more pissed when, you know, guys assume that I'm going to react a certain way. I'm like, yeah, guys, don't assume. Just just ask. <laughs> yes. Even if please. it's tough. Yep. Right. Yep. You can find a way to write it and write it down in a note. On, oh, no. Write a letter. <laughs> write, no. A, write her a nice little letter <laughs> with, her... with flowers, of course. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that sounds like a confession then. Um, okay. <laughs> or even say it on text if you have trouble forming the words. Obviously, in person's better. But, hey, if the communication is completely shut down and closed, then a text beats, you know, not sharing it at all. Yeah, I guess that's something. Yeah. Do looks matter? To me? Yeah. In specific? Um, I think you have to be somewhat initially attracted to somebody in order to, you know, spark a conversation. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a Brad Pitt or a Channing Tatum. He's single. Yeah, he is single, by the way. Hey. No. Um, He's single for me. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to climb all over him. You should and do stuff. You should. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. And then I'll extort him for a bag or something. <laughs> but yeah, definitely looks have to draw you in. Personality definitely wins you over. Because if they have a shit personality, it's like why? Why have even, you? Why even communicate? Right. Have you mostly been with people who are very different or very similar to you? Um. Different. Yeah. Yeah, I think different. Makes the dynamic more. Mm-hmm. You learn shit. Oh yeah. You pick up hobbies. Yep. <laughs> you try new things. Yeah, you can share. You have a lot to share. You know, you have yeah. a lot more in the pool of hobbies, and a lot more things to do. You know, a lot yeah. more shows to watch <laughs> if that's what you're into, um, or a lot of places to go. I remember. It's definitely fun keeps it nice. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, you told me, like, you keep getting harassed at the gym. Hmm. Right? Keep getting harassed. Okay, maybe that's a strong word, but people are constantly approaching you. Oh, I mean, that happens to any woman at the gym. I mean. Well, if they look like you, yeah. It happens to a lot of women at the gym. Oh, jeez. What's the worst pickup line? Ooh, um. You want to spot me? <laughs> are you serious? That? Yeah. Like, do you even lift, bro? Do you? <laughs> and that's what you say? Well, I mean, that's what I should say next time. Spot him on what? Spot him on, um, what's it? Uh, Benching? Yeah, bench press. <laughs> or anything, really. So Just uh, an excuse to have you lift some unnecessary weight. I don't know. That's beautiful. Or, oh, I have never seen, I've never seen you here before. That that's the classic one. 
Oh, my God. Because that guy looks at everybody every time he goes in there. So yeah. he has to say that. Apparently so. Great, dude. What's this guy's name? <laughs> exactly I want to know. exactly who I want to be talking to. I, I should name. interview him. <laughs> so tell me about your uh, scorecard with all your pickup lines, right. sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but anyway, going back to like what you, what you love, I, I could totally see you being a stylist. Didn't Kim I K start that. out like that? She started Did out. Did I just say Kim K? Being she started out being Paris Hilton's closet organizer, I think, right? Don't look at me. Do I look like I know I that don't stuff? Know how would I know that? You should know that, <laughs> not me. That's sexist. I condemn that statement. <sighs> I'm sorry. I really don't know that much about her. <gasps> well, let me ask you this hypothetically: If you bumped into them, what's the one question you would ask? Oh my god. Um, not like to like. Who's your plastic surgeon? Really? I just want to know who Kim Kardashian's plastic surgeon is. That's it. Because mm. she she actually looks great compared to what she used to look like. So. Also, she had she did get work done. She had a lot on her face for sure. Can you um, tell? From oh yeah. Anybody? Oh yeah. Just by looking at them. Oh yeah. You can. How do you how do you do that? Uh, look at before and afters. She definitely had. She looks like she had no, but what a about rhinoplasty, lateral eye lift, me definitely, definitely Botox and fillers, of course. Um, she had ribs removed uh, to make oh, her waist fuck. smaller, illegal butt injections, um, as well as lipo everywhere. I'm sure full body. What about just like non-famous people? Oh yeah, I could Can, tell. You could tell. Oh, hundred percent. What if the surgeon like was surgery. so damn good? That you can't tell. Has that ever happened? It's rare. I'm looking at my notes here, but uh, yeah, there's you shared some really great wild stories. Um, I have stories for days. Are you gonna write a book? I should. <laughs> I have. Oh, trust me, there's a lot, a lot of stories. <laughs> I should write a book. That would actually be very interesting. What's the worst thing that happened to you? The worst thing. Yeah. What's the biggest low point? Okay, so I had this best friend. <laughs> Here we what? go with the best friends. How many friends did you lose now? Okay, Four, so five? this was actually my best friend, Vanessa. Cute little blonde girl. She's you the, can say her name? The blonde to the brunette. And okay. she was so sweet. And um, we did a lot together. We used to like go to festivals and then like, you know, just do everything together. And then she had she reconnected with this guy who she went to school with high school cute she's from naples and he ended up moving to la to pursue a music career and when they reconnected he started doing uh oxys blue pills so he started smoking oxys and then she would like get upset and then one thing led to another and he Got addicted to heroin because obviously oxys are more expensive. So once you can't afford to feed that addiction, you switch to heroin. So he started smoking heroin. And then... Where do you come in? He started... Hold on. He started... um, Basically, they lived together. So, you know, he was in and out of the house and he started like disappearing for, you know, hours and then days on end. And then she was like beside herself you know she would like cry to me all the time like I don't know what to do I love him I can't just leave him this is his time of need like I don't know what to do like 
dude, honestly, like, in my opinion, I was just like, just dump him. Like, this is not a situation you want to be in. This is a very slippery slope. Like, you're walking the edge right now. Yeah. And then uh, I guess one time she confided in me. She's like, look, something happened. I'm like, what happened? You got to tell me. She basically said he was about to leave the house. Actually, wait, hold on. Pause, backtrack. So she started disappearing, right? She started disappearing a lot here and there. She? She did. Vanessa started disappearing, right, too. She stopped returning phone calls, stopped returning texts. And then I think one time I get a call from her, her, her boyfriend at the time, Kevin. He calls me. The druggie. Yeah. And I'm, she calls you. Yeah. And then I'm like, what, what's already... going on? He's like, oh, Vanessa misses you. All this, like, she misses you. And then I'm like, dude, where has she been? Like, what happened? And he tells me, oh, you know, she started using heroin with me. And I said, how in the F, you know, I was, I was furious. I was like, how in the F did this happen? Like, I told her to stay away. Like, what, like, how did this happen? And he said, well, you know, one time I was about to leave. Um, We got into a huge fight. I was just about to leave the apartment. And then she like pulls me back and grabs me. She said, hey, I'll try it with you in order to get me to stay. And then, Yeah. And then she like that is a dark love story. She, yeah, and then she got hooked on heroin, and then I started like texting her grandma to check up on her every now and then. And then, yeah, I don't know if she ever went to rehab because it just kind of faded out. She got addicted to heroin because she was in love with a heroin addict, and and he was functional enough to call you and be like, yeah, say all that. Yeah. When was this? This was two years ago. Mm. Maybe two and a half years ago. That's sad. It's so sad. It's really sad. That's the worst thing that happened to you? I mean, that's not the worst thing that's happened to me, but <laughs> I mean, that's a story. I was like, I thought, th- I thought they were going like, to try to kill you or something. We were close. Like her and I were really close, but yeah. But I told her, time. yeah, I told her to stay away and she didn't listen. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her drink. (laughs) Well, well, that's really tragic. It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) on that note, Angie, I want to thank you for your time. Of Uh, course. I mean, it's it's really great to you know always catch up with you, always meet up with you, always do a photo shoot here and there. Um, I hope uh, listeners, all all six of them, kind of learn something about you because um, there's more than meets the eye. I think that's the best way to describe everything you shared. Um, you are a human being who has feelings, who has you know hobbies and passions, and um, you know you got kickboxing skills. You're you're gonna kill somebody in the next year or so, and. <laughs> I can't keep up with you because I don't know which country you're in, but I'm really happy for you. And uh, hopefully we'll do this again with a lot more crazy stories that you got lined up all in your diary. Yep. There's plenty more where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a good trip to New York. How long are you going to be there? Uh, For five days, I think. Short trip. Short trip. That sounds like a lot to me. Five days? Yeah. It's New York, so it takes like 
five hours to get there. So it's like basically a half a day gone. That's a short trip. Yeah. Okay. All right, Angie, bring me back some, uh, I don't know, New York magnets or something. <laughs> Whatever people ask for these days when your friend goes somewhere. All right. Will do. Okay. Thanks, Angie.